Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Everybody, Dr. Tom Miller here, and I'm. I'm. I want to. I want to answer. I want to help answer this uh, question that all of your employees are asking right now. Do I have a future here? I mean, it is. It is March. It is that time of year where folks just started to think about other opportunities. I mean, there's key members of your team asking this question daily, and if you're not concerned about all that talent and intellectual. Um, information just running out the door on a daily basis, you're concerned about the wrong things. And I mean, my entire career, um, I I waited for this time. When I was a teacher in New, in New Hanover County, you had to put yourself on a, on a transition list in order just to interview with other opportunities. I remember every single year, my principal getting so mad, but I wanted to know what was out there. You know, I was curious. I had big dreams and big goals and I, you know, I wasn't necessarily happy where I was. That, that didn't change even when I had my my best job maybe right my my government job when I was working in the um, you know Department of, of of Education in North Carolina I, I had my mid-year my mid-year eval or I guess it was end of year eval my you know PDP at the end of the year and my boss said to me he said I'm not I'm not sure how to grow you and I'm not sure how much longer I can keep you now I know he meant well when he said that. I I realized that now, but at the time it it really upset me. Right, it really upset me because I just wasn't sure. I'm like, is this the best place for me? So, you know, I want to take some time, and this this lines right up to to um, indicator four of 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 my ten indicators of high performing charter schools, uh, where it's all about employee development. Okay, it's about recruiting, retaining and developing the best employees. So, so I'm gonna share some, um, uh, some best uh, practices here for you that you'll be able uh, to take back to your organization in either embedding your personal life or your uh, professional life, right? So, you know, most, most organizations, um, most organizations have a, some like an individual development plan or a, or a personal development plan in education that, you know, they call it a PDP because we're always talking in acronyms. And so, you know, you know, don't just allow your PDP to be a check mark. I just remember as a teacher, it was like, Hey, everybody's got to do their PDP. Make sure you take the time to write down what, what's your goal going to be. And then, you know, it was like, maybe you got to pick one goal and the, and the school picked a goal or two, you know, for you, right. They were you know, driving that aligned to their school improvement plan. Now, now I see the PDP now, you know, as an employee, I saw it as a check mark. <laughs> I see it now as, as an agreement. The uh, PDP is an agreement, you know, between the organization and the employee that, hey, I'm going to help you grow. 
right? I'm going to put the pieces in place. I'm going to create an environment and opportunity for you to achieve these, you know, goals, right? To, to, to feel and be more successful in your role. I, I'd like to make that happen. I mean, I've never, I've never met an organizational leader who, who didn't want, you know, talented, growing employees who are hungry to learn, you know, working for them. Now, if you don't know where your people want to grow or need to grow as a leader, well, you've already lost most of the battle, right? You've got to, you know, you won't be able to build a, you know, an environment, uh, you know, for growth because you're not, you know, paying attention to the information required. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So, you know, it could just be a simple question. Where do you see yourself in three years? What are your aspirations? You know, what are your, you know, what are your big goals? And some folks are going to say, I, I just really love being in the classroom. That's great. It doesn't mean that we can't develop other talents that work within the four walls, but also outside of the four walls. Because every effective teacher needs to be a great collaborator and, and a communicator and have strong self-efficacy and confidence in themselves and what they're doing. There's so many things we can do to grow our people personally and professionally. So if you aim to retain and develop talent, you yourself as the leader need to be on a personal growth plan. Yes, you, the person with all the degrees, the person with all the letters next to their name, the person with the title, you yourself need to grow more than anybody because you can't take people where you've never been. You are the lid to the organization's success. Your success, right, will, will directly align to the organization's, you know, success. Because nobody, nobody can out, you know, no, nobody can out achieve their own self-limiting uh, beliefs and right, and, no, and nobody can overachieve their own, you know, capacity. For growth, so you have to be on a growth plan, right? Now there's some big, you know, uh, you know, barriers to this. Time, I don't have the time to grow. I'm so busy. Money, it's too expensive. <laughs> if you think the bill for training is expensive, wait till you get the the bill for incompetence, right? <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one. Or maybe like you've you've fallen into the positional trap. Oh, I already have the you know position as the as the principal or the superintendent, I don't, I don't need to grow anymore, right? All these are, you know, barriers and, and assumptions of why, um, why we don't need to grow. And they're all wrong. <laughs> they're all wrong. Now, it's difficult to take the professional development of your people seriously, if you're not serious in the professional development. I mean, as, as a professional, you know, develop a certified trainer, there's nothing more off-putting than leading a staff through a half-day, full-day workshop, or even an hour workshop. And there's no principal. <laughs> the principal left. They said, all right, see you, in, see you in three hours. I got stuff to do, right? Like the people, you know, the 40, 50 people in the room don't have a lot of stuff to do, right? Or they're in the room, but they're on their laptop the whole time. But they tell everybody else, nobody, phones away, everybody. Let's be present. <laughs> right? No good. No good. 
So it's difficult to take the professional development, you know, the, the growth environment seriously if you yourself do not have a burning desire to grow and model growth. Okay, you've got to be the example. So this is you, you know, sharing what you're reading, sharing what you're learning, sharing, sharing what is, you know, raising your awareness all the time. You know, sharing where you fell short and 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 how and and you know how you overcame, whether it was through a mentor or a coach or a book or you know something you read. All right. Now, this is not a should on you opportunity, right? We don't need to should on people here, like oh, you should read this, you should read that, right? That's where I fell short. I was just throwing out articles and stuff to all sorts of people, and then I was mad that they didn't read them, right? Don't should on people. And most importantly, don't just be a consumer of content. You don't need to be a library, right? You need to be an applicator, right? You need to apply what you're learning to get better results. I mean, you know, people are going to respect that because, hey, where did you learn how to do that? How did you learn how to do that? You know, people will follow you when they know, right, that you're a producer, right, that you're growing that you are learning and that you've advanced through organizations. Many people are attracted to that. In fact, half of your staff is attracted to that. More on that later. Now, you can never be too accomplished in order to grow. Can't. So, <clears throat> all right. So let's talk about this. Let's you know make sure we've got the pieces in place. So first, You've got to have the right plan, okay? The right plan. The right plan for you, right? So I'm going to be talking about you personally and also your organization here. So the first part of, you know, growing professionally is identifying the right plan. So this is knowing how you learn best. This is um, being very clear about when you're going to learn, um, right? So for me, you won't find me on any walk without earbuds in because I'm either listening to a podcast if I have long long, you know, drives, like I'm, you know, listening, you know, to content or I'm re-listening, you know, uh, you know, to older content that I've already taken notes or I'm maybe listening to myself, which always isn't as fun, but it's important, <laughs> right? Other podcasts. Right? So, so I have to have a plan. So I love to read every day. I read every day. I write every day. I create, um, and, you know, you know, every day I learn part of my professional development plan is asking questions, right? So a lot of observation, you know, a lot of learning, I've got mentors, I've got coaches, I'm constantly, constantly in a mindset of, uh, you know, growth. So you, right, as an organizational leader, a team leader, you have to make sure that you are creating an environment for growth, creating an environment for growth. So because nothing grows in toxic soil, right? So you've, so you've got to make sure that as an, org, you know, an organizational leader, that, that you are feeding your hungry people. And you're going to say, oh my gosh, no one has time. No one has time to go right now. Everybody's burned out, you know, you know, COVID, COVID, COVID. No, people are hungry in your organization. <laughs> people want to grow. Not all of them, not all of them, but a, a very strong handful do. And if you don't take the time to grow the people that are hungry because you're more worried about the unhungry people, you're you're going to lose them. Somebody's going to feed them. They're going to go find an organization that's going to grow them. That's what they want to do, right? So how do you create an environment for growth? 
Okay, so we've already talked about creating the right plan. So knowing how your people learn best, knowing how you learn best and making sure that you're meeting all those pieces, right? I just gave you my four or you know, five ways, but how do we do it? So, you know, personally, right? I talked about mentors. Um, I visit great schools. I go to three to five conferences a year. Um, I pick pretty much a book a month, you know, sometimes more. Um, so I'm reading them twice. I read them once to like underline and understand. And then I go back because I let the book read me, right? I just read what I underline. I really, really, you know, want to go deep in those areas, constantly listen to, um, you know, podcast. And most importantly, at the end of everything, I, you know, write down I, my, my action, ACT. What am I going to apply? What am I going to change? Right. What am I going to apply in my life? What am I going to change in my life? And what am I going to teach someone else? Now, if you, you know, what I really failed out here as an organizational leader, my first, you know, job as a principal, I didn't know how to create, an, you know, an environment for growth. I was, I was reading about, you know, PLCs and things like that, but I didn't really understand right, that these, these are the keys. So, you, you know, you could easily replicate your plan, right? So for me, I introduce my team to my mentors, right? Or I encourage them to to find mentors, or I invite experts who could possibly be their uh, mentor, right? So you're introducing them to people who are ahead of them, okay? Two, you're going to, um, you know, if you're going to go visit high-performing schools like, like I do and we do, bring your team with you. Like, we love it when, you know, we have our regional uh, uh, principal consortium. We say, bring your best teachers, bring, you know, uh, bring your team. Because, you know, um, uh, uh, leadership, right, it's caught. It's not, it's not always taught, you know. It's hard to go see a high-performing school and then, you know, bring it back and be like, oh, my gosh, you should have seen this. They're like, oh, you know, okay. But if you bring them with you, they can catch the fever too, right? So bring them with you, right? Expose them to great environments. Expose them to great opportunities. You go to conferences bring them with you, right? Or send them to conferences and have some, you know, understanding about, you know, when they come back, you know, I want you to, um, you know, take us through your top three takeaways or what are some, you know, two or three things we can implement. One of the most powerful conferences I ever went to was the National Middle School Conference. It's now the AMLA, AMLE, Adolescents for Middle Level Education. It was in Baltimore at the time. And I was a middle school principal, but I never was, you know, middle school trained. I didn't really understand adolescence. And oh my gosh, it totally opened my eyes. And all I could think about was, man, I wish my team was here with me because it would have been that much more impactful. And I know it's expensive. It's expensive. Don't think of the cost. Think of the investment. It's you're investing. You're investing in people. Your people are the only appreciable asset in your entire organization. Your building's crumbling. <laughs> Your books are crumbling. Your uh, computer's already out of date. Your buses are a mess. But your people, you can appreciate, right? They they appreciate in value. Uh, you could start your own internal book studies. You could give CEUs uh, to your staff for not only participating in book studies, but organizing and leading book studies. You could do monthly lunch and learns where you either, you know, zoom in an expert or you zoom in another principal from another school or maybe somebody in your own organization leads it or you invite, you know, someone in to maybe, maybe it's not about, you know, your school. Maybe it's about, you know, personal finance. I mean, like almost 90% of people live paycheck to paycheck. If you could teach your people how to better manage their finances, get out of debt, 
you know, pay off those massive student loans. That'd be huge. I think there's still student loans. I don't even know. <laughs> I paid mine off and I'm so glad. Whew. That big weight was lifted. Over $140,000. Crazy. You know? Or maybe it's, you know, physical health. Maybe you bring in like a personal trainer a couple times a month. Maybe it's a nutritionist. Maybe it's a, you know, someone who can help with mental health. And maybe it's someone who could help, you know, uh, people do uh, yoga or, you know, meditate, right? There's so many things you could do. Investment, not cost. Investment. There's nothing worse than seeing a professional development line in a charter school's budget that's greater, or I'm sorry, that's less than the water and sewer and trash. It makes me think about we respect the water, sewer, and trash more than we respect the value of our people. Right? And just make sure that there's always application. There's always time to practice the professional development. There's always some sort of discussion. There's action steps, right? What will you apply? What will you change? What will you teach? All these schools and, or and organizations that spend tens tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars on professional development to help people be better teachers don't understand that to be a better teacher i have to be a better person first i have to have a growth capacity you've got to help you know people grow personally that make growth as a part of their life then and only then will the professional development from you know the Singapore math experts or the uh, you know Eureka math or the direct instruction people or STEM, I mean whatever that will stick, right? You'll make it stick when the people are ready to absorb it, and when you're a part of it, when you're a part of it. So there's just a couple ways, right? But I didn't know how to do that when I was a principal, but now you know our team, um, we go through you know a 21 laws of leadership we've been reading for the last you know 20 weeks. Um, mentor time. I've got, um, you know, we, you know, travel to other schools. I've got a lot of, you know, prof professional development. We're, you know, we're constantly growing and that they have their own, you know, personal pieces too. Maybe you could create a, like a fail day, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Gosh, my apologies. Um, right. What did you fail at this week? Right. Maybe they have to come to the meeting with one thing they failed at. Right. So now you're now you're promoting taking risk and chances. You're making it safe to try something outside the box, to, to get outside of your comfort zone. Maybe, maybe you have a, you know, a weekly brainstorming session on any problem. It's called the yes end meeting, right? You're just trying to get the best idea and you invite your idea oriented people. If you've taken a disc personality profile with this, like you know, like who are the eyes? The eyes bring great ideas. Now you don't want too many people or no people. That are always the um, the how or the why, they're not invited to that meeting. No offense, we love you, we need you, but you're going to help us put some steps under there. <laughs> we can't have you, you know, dismissing every idea because we want big ideas when we're trying to solve problems. So you got to think big here, but start small. So in John Maxwell's uh, 15 Laws of Growth, he he talks about the law um, of environment. So I'm going to put um, access to a to a little um, you know graphic in here. Uh, for you, but you know, I want you to mark true or false, right? Are you in an environment of growth, right? So true or false, others are ahead of you in your group. You're continually challenged. Your focus is forward. The atmosphere is affirming. You're consistently working out of your comfort zone. You wake up excited to go to work. 
Failure is not the enemy. Uh, um, people desire change. Other people in the in the organization are growing. Right. So true or false to those. True or false. Now, if if you've got more than half of those that are false, you got to change your environment. You're not in the right environment. You got to assess where you are. And if more than half were a false period, you got you to make some changes. Because if you change your environment, but not yourself, your growth is going to be very slow. If you change yourself, but not your environment, again, it's going to be limited. A little bit faster, but limited. To, to truly transform, you need to work on changing and growing yourself and changing your environment. Now, nothing grows in toxic soil. We've, uh, you know, talked about, right? So, so you got to, you might need to cultivate some of this, uh, you know, right now. So we've talked about the right plan, right? What's the right plan for you? How do I learn best? Uh, how do I make sure that my uh, professional development, you know, grows me and I have a, you know, process for it? We've talked about the right environment. Now we got to talk about the right people, the right people. Now, who you learn from is just as important, if not more important than what you learn. You see, you can't take people where you've never been. And one of the biggest mistakes I made early in my professional career was I would read a book <laughs> or I'd watch an article or I'd watch an article, I'd watch a video, I mean, whatever. And then I would like immediately go to the staff meeting and try to teach it. It's like I did it. It was inauthentic, and I did a terrible job, which I should have found is, hey, <laughs> who are the types of people doing this already in their classroom? I want to bring them in. Again, don't worry about the cost. It's an investment. Don't think about cost. Investment, right? Invest. Invest in yourself. Invest in your people. So um, you cannot give what you don't have, right? So bring in experts. Find experts. And now, you know, I mean, there's one great thing that COVID did, you know, teachers, we can all pretty much learn and any environment. So if it's virtual, you know, maybe it's a virtual, you know, uh, session. And maybe the cost isn't as high, but it's an investment. So don't be cheap. Don't be cheap with your people, right? Uh, you know, so, you know, personally, you also need to create an inner circle. We have our empowered executive inner circle. It's a group of charter school principals that meet each week in a, in a virtual session. And they have an opportunity to, to bring their challenges and to, and to help think into other people's challenges and help, you know, uh, strategize. I mean, they're constantly up-leveling each other through better thinking, right? So who's in your inner circle? Do you have, you know, people in your inner circle that are better than you, right? That you can learn from and that you're growing from in all aspects of your life, personally and professionally. And they need to create an outer circle. This is also important. Like, you know, these are individuals that you may not ever actually meet in person, <laughs> but but who's there, right? I, I mean, I'm really fortunate. You know, I get to learn from some amazing, amazing leaders, you know, John Maxwell and Jeff Henderson and Pat Lencioni just this past week and, and um, you know, the Maxwell faculty. And I got, you know, tens of thousands of other uh, leaders in this, you know, group. Um, in this uh, in this uh, community that are like-minded and they just want everybody to be successful. I mean, I just spent four days, four days with 3,000 people who are ready to change the world. Ready to change the world. They're so excited about growth. They came running in that room. There's music and the energy was such at a high level. How can you create your pro pro professional development environment to be that where you know what people are excited to come to a pd time they're excited to grow and that's what we need to uh you know create 
And, you know, outside experts can make that happen. They can help you make that happen. And But you also have very, very, um, uh, you know, energetic individuals in your organization that can, hey, it's their job to like keep the energy high for every staff meeting. Because that's what, you know, energy is really, really important. So we got right plan, right environment, right uh, people. Now, are you using your IDP or your PDP, right? Your, uh, as a, as a measuring tool for growth, like it should be something very, very clear to say, this is what I aim to achieve by X time. This is how I'm going to achieve it. And, and, you know, this happens through formal and informal reviews and it's part, it's my growth plan. I should be looking at it all the time, not just, Hey, let's see what you put in your growth plan here, you know, 12 months later. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. It should be part of your daily five. I mean, one of the five most important things you can do every single day as a leader, no, no matter what level you are, is grow yourself. Grow yourself so you can be better for those that you serve. Okay, so your PDP, it's a tool for growth. Um, and you need to make sure that you're creating your calendar throughout the year, master calendar, and your daily, um, daily calendar. You know, you know, daily calendars for a growth time, think time, you know, strategy time, re reflection time. Um, and, and, and it's important as a leader that you show people how far they've come. You show them how far they've come because, you know, when you're, when you're in the frame, right, when you're standing in the frame, it's hard to see the picture sometimes. Right? So you as a leader have to help them say, you know, I, you know, I remember last year I was, you know, coaching some, some uh, brand new teachers and, and they were really, it was, you know, April and they were really, really, oh, gosh, I just, just don't feel like I've made any impact. I was like, well, describe to me what class looked like in September. Like, oh, uh, little Johnny couldn't get him to sit down and this. I said, well, I don't know. I mean, do you have those problems today? No, I go, okay, that's growth. It's growth. See, we, we rarely think of ourselves as, you know, you know, successful. So it takes it takes that feedback. It takes that that constant approach and reminding people here to there, here to there, right? So so you know, I really think about what do you have in place right now in your environment, right? So if you're creating an IDP, you know, you don't have one, you know, for your people, you can either Google one or just it could be this easy, right? It's just you know, what do we aim aim to achieve, right? What, what will I do, you know, to get there? You know, what are my action steps in terms of my plan, my um, environment and, and, and who, you know, will I learn from? And then as a, you know, as an organization, you're looking at, okay, what do we already have in place? Do we have our professional development days in place? Is there time? Like, is it, is everything already scheduled? Because, you know, I want to schedule my one-on-ones with my, you know, with my team, like immediately, like, you know, nine, 10, 12 weeks out. Because <laughs> I don't want it to be a, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Let's go over your PDP, right? You want to make sure that there's quarterly, quarterly, you know, measurable times where we're, we're like we're intentionally looking at your uh, PDP and your growth, right? So then part of your PDP should, should also be some sort of vision casting statement. Like you, you can help them identify what will success look like when I've achieved this goal. Right. What 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 will my students experience? Right. Or or what will our team achieve when, you know, when I'm able you know to do this? Right. So I've got my vision casting. I've got my you know objectives of what I'm going to achieve. I've got um, what how you know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to visit two schools. I'm going to read these, you know, three books. I'm going to, you know, you know, look at four other you know teachers, me, whatever it may be. 
and then and then you're gonna you know plan that out okay and you want to make sure as an organizational leader that your supervision ratio isn't you know too high this is one of the indicators or one of the you know benchmarks in an indicator four that i was talking about of the 10 indicators of high performing charter schools indicator number four about employee development 15 to 1 ratio you know 12 12 to 1 15 to 1 there's a lot of you out there that are that are overseeing 30 40 50 people it's not going to happen it's not going to happen well let me just tell you right so you got to you've got to grow leaders to to you know oversee you know some you know some of the other people and as a leader you should be focusing 80% of your time on your top 20% um um you know uh capacity people okay so if you don't have an idp make make one up <laughs> vision, right? Objective, the how, right? And then how often they'll be measured, right? And and what, you know, what, uh, you know, success will look like. Um, if you have it, use it effectively. Make sure you are uh, scheduling at least minimum, uh, you know, quarterly reviews with them already on the calendar. And so you just want to make growth, um, you know, it's a norm. You're like, you <laughs> Growing should be a norm. It should be part of the employee contract. It should be part of like my expectations as 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 an employee should be to grow. You know, so maybe it's we have hard conversations here, right? We read, you know, we read books here. <laughs> we go to conferences here. We, you know, we have a in, intentional plan to grow. And and again, build your schedule to develop your future leaders. Identify where the where you know where the big conferences are. And, you know, maybe you try to work your teacher workdays into those, you know, bigger conferences. Maybe every year you, you know, you bring different people to the, you know, to that same, um, um, you know, conference. We've got, you know, we've got our quarterly checklist, our, you know, principal's quarterly checklist. I'll put the link so you can download it here in the show notes. But you can download that and look 90 days in advance. And what I used to do is I used to give my top two, um, you know, um, leaders in my team uh, when I was a principal, they had two extra planning periods a week so during those planning periods they would you know tackle some of those administrative jobs right so this is where you can take them out of the classroom or maybe get a sub for them for the day and you 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 take them on walkthroughs you you take them on observations right you you start to model the work so then they can do it at times right so now they're doing observations and you know feedback and they're you know growing parts of the organization you want to make feedback a, reg a regular thing. I'm not going to take a lot of time on feedback, right? But it has to happen. It should happen as often as possible. And a four to one ratio, right? Four to one, four positive to one redirection uh, should be your feedback. But you can search into that. I'll put a link. There's another one we did here on um, you know, feedback. You can take a look. So make it a regular thing. Uh, and you know, people will invest back in your organization when they see you investing in them. So they want to know that I have a future here. They want to know that there's an opportunity to grow here personally, professionally, and maybe even you know, career-wise. And so last, I will say that experience is not enough. And experience does not make someone a better professional. Evaluative experience makes someone a better professional. You may have someone who's got 20 years experience, but if they haven't grown and they haven't changed, really they they've just done the same thing for 20 different, you know, one thing for 20 years versus I want someone who's got 20 years of evaluative experience, right? 20 years of layered learning, because you know, consistency, you know, compounds over um, over time. Uh, so if you want to, I mean, so this is, you know, if you want to increase the intention rates and if you want to increase the overall success of, of your organization. You have to be intentional about growth. 
there was a recent poll done. The top two, the top two things that um, uh, employees wanted in returning back to their workforce after COVID, one was a place to grow and have a um, accelerated career path. And number two was compensation, right? It's both about investment. Are you investing in your uh, people? And here's just one thing, you know, that I realized is that the more that I've learned, right? The more that I know, the more that I've learned, the more that I've realized I don't know anything. <laughs> so that's why you can never, ever, ever get to a point um, as an organizational leader where you are not growing. So hopefully this was helpful. Uh, you know, a couple of resources I'll put here in the show notes. One, if you don't have a copy of our 10 indicators for high-performing charter schools in your um, in your Kindle, I've got a free copy for you. There's a link there. Um, and, and then we've got, um, there's some resources uh, all about indicator four about how to grow, how to grow yourself and how to grow your people, uh, you know, right there in chapter four. Uh, and I'll add in the um, link on the feedback um, and anything else that I think in the uh, quarterly uh, checklist for uh, principal. So thank you so much. If, if, if this episode added value to you, please uh, like, share, um, and make sure you uh, subscribe. And if you didn't like it, you know, tell us why. It's okay, right? And whatever you want to learn, you know, drop it in the comments and I'll make sure that our next episode is all about that. Keep making a difference, everybody. It works if you work it.